I have a bad habit of biting my nails. I have a bad habit of not calling someone back. I have a bad habit of always being late. I have a bad habit of not cleaning up my room. Hello and welcome to I Am. I'm David Andrade. First things first. Why do we, as a populace, often define a habit in negative terms? I have a bad habit of, he has a bad habit of, she has a bad habit of. Why do we generally not define habits in positive terms? I have a great habit of. He has a great habit of. She has a great habit of. The positive affirmations of great habits should always be brought forward and exposed and applauded. Thus, an individual can see the positive side of one's habits. Now let's get into it. What is a habit? Think about it. Do you know what a habit is? A habit is a repeated action or routine that is repeated over and over again and occurs in the subconscious, below your awareness, below your willpower, below your wishes and wants, your desires. And the subconscious is a part of the mind that does not have current focal awareness or current consciousness. It controls the vast majority of your life and accounts for the results and outcomes you receive throughout your life. Now let's look at a habit. Let's not look at you, but picture someone with a bad habit. Someone who constantly engages in an action counter to a positive result. Sit back and picture someone you know closely. For some reason, this person will not listen to your commands on correcting their bad habit. Let's keep this very, very basic. Pick a person and now pick a habit they have. Not you, because all your habits are great, but someone who has one habit that will not be corrected in your mind. Think of something simple. Not cleaning their room, not washing their dishes, always being late. Pick one you can think of that really bothers you. In this case, I will use cleaning their room since it's very simple. It's very basic. Now, in your mind, picture their actions as they go through the process of not cleaning their room. They get up, not fix their bed, throw their dirty clothes on the floor only inches from the hamper. You did a load of laundry, folded their clothes, and asked them to put them away. So what do they do? They get the clothes you painstakingly washed, and they shove them or partially shove them into a drawer, any drawer. They get dressed and leave the room. Next, you come into the room after they leave, and to no real amazement, you see their clothes that are strewn across their unmade bed, across their chairs and their computer monitor, with dirty dishes on the computer desk next to the snack wrappers and ant-crawling crumbs scattered across the desk and floor like a minefield. Oh, and why is there a drink stain on the carpet? that is covered up by another piece of clothing. Then the frustration kicks in, and you are now infuriated. You call the individual back into the room and start your rant. How many times do I have to tell you to pick up your room? Now pick up your clothes, fix your bed, vacuum, clean up your computer area, and get that stain out of the carpet. Whew. You did your job. You told them. This time you gave them a piece of your mind. You let them know how serious you are. You finally got through to them. They will understand not to mess with you ever again. Until tomorrow. When it happens all over again and again. Then we start the dialogue all over again. 
Why is your room a mess again? And of course, the response is, I was just going to get to it right before you came in. Why don't you listen to me? Do you have wax in your ears? How many times do I have to tell you? You have this bad habit of not cleaning your room. Now clean it up. This is where we get lost. We don't realize, or we have not been taught, that all the actions in cleaning up one's room are not emotional, but mechanical. Yes. There will be times when someone will not do what you ask to be defiant. But in most instances, the reason for not cleaning one's room is neurobiological mechanics, a belief system, subconscious wiring, a habit, or as I call it, one's ring of life. Have you ever stopped and thought of why you have to repeat yourself over and over again? Think about it. And why repeating over and over again leads to bad habits being done over and over again. Have you ever thought of why? Truly, why do you keep repeating yourself? It is not that the individual is not listening to you. It is because of mechanics, because of a belief system, because of subconscious neurobiomechanics, wiring. The individual not cleaning their room has a set of wiring, a pathway of belief, of an identity of neurobiological mechanics that has been built over years of repetition of not just cleaning their room, but of an identity much more significant than that, a habit. The one part of not cleaning their room is only one facet of that identity. That identity of not cleaning their room could be a belief that they are generally unorganized. Not cleaning their room will play out in many other parts of their life. They could be someone who also does their homework at the last moment after being told to finish their homework, or always to be late to work or a meeting unless being told to be early. Subconsciously, this person might have an identity as unorganized, or an identity that someone else is better at fixing the habit's results. It is only one expression of how one sees themselves. It has little to do with placing clothes items into drawers but with how one sees oneself. Have you ever asked this person, by not cleaning your room, how do you see yourself? Who do you believe yourself to be? Have you ever been taught to look at an individual in a neurobiomechanical manner? Probably not. It doesn't sound straightforward. It is actually more straightforward than repeating yourself over and over again and continuing your frustration. You repeat yourself continually because you have not been taught how to understand someone and their subconscious personality. You have been taught to just repeat yourself and hopefully someday it will stick. Not to throw accusations, but does this individual subconsciously know that someone else will pick up after them, will keep them organized, and this person is you? Did you unknowingly help build this subconscious identity? that did not make this person responsible at a young age to pick up after themselves? Did you always feel that by you doing all the cleanup, they will learn to be organized like you? Did you always step in because you felt like you could do a better job? Did you help build this identity? This habit you dislike? Yes. Don't feel guilty. We have all done this. 100% of us have done this unknowingly because we are not fully taught how to manage mind growth in a full capacity. We mean absolutely no harm. 
We all do what we think is best in order to create a person with positive habits. But we are only taught about conscious emotions and not the power of subconscious living. Think about this. Are you a mind reader? Can you see the future of this individual we are talking about? Yes, you can very easily. When the individual that does not clean their room leaves the house, have you ever said, I bet they didn't fix their bed. I bet they didn't pick up their clothes. I bet they left their room a mess. You walk into the room and sure enough, Nostradamus would be proud. You predicted the future. You betting on their inactions was spot on. Why? Think about it. How do you know what they would do? How? Subconsciously, your mind saw their pattern and calculated the result. Simple. Consciously, you became angry and resorted to a default that this person was not listening to you. You subconsciously understand their neurobiomechanics, their patterns, their actions. You know the science behind it, but resort to making it emotional and not seeing what their beliefs in their identity are. You want to get to who they believe themselves to be. Who are you? It is simple to see a pattern in someone else, but how to understand the pattern is not taught. We are taught that a bad habit is a bad habit. Fine, but what is a bad habit and how is it created is what we should be taught. The pattern is neurobiological myelinated axons of neurons, repetitive actions that create habits on a subconscious level, an extremely efficient pattern to a result. Is this person that leaves their room disheveled and unorganized very good at leaving it a mess? Are they very efficient at it? Don't look at their messy actions as good or bad, but are they efficient at maintaining this identity? Are they efficient at continuing their messiness? If they are, their mind is extremely successful at maintaining their identity. See, no matter how often you yell at someone to clean their room, they will not. And it is not because they are not listening to you per se, but what you are telling them is not part of who they subconsciously believe they are. So the demands you are setting forth will not be adhered to. You demand an action. Their mind searches within their ring of life to see if your demand is part of their leading identity. If it is not, it is disregarded and replaced by what pre-exists. So, in turn, your demands might be temporarily adhered to, consciously, in order to de-escalate your tirade, but in the long run, they will be disregarded. Look at this person, and one can see that these habits are not limited to just cleaning their room. They can be global in one's actions. They will be disorganized in different facets of their life not able to organize and keep success a breath away. Always barely out of reach. Now, don't be afraid. Peek behind the curtain. Is this you? You extol your demands on others, but is this you? Do you have a habit of demanding of others so you can have a reason to avoid demanding of yourself? Where you have no time to think of yourself because you are too busy cleaning up after others? Do you keep demanding of others so others can't require of you? Do you have a habit of subconsciously hoping the room isn't picked up so you can extol your demanding personality on them to prove yourself right? Ouch! That hurt someone out there. Or if the individual does pick up their room on their own accord and is not being told to, 
Are you the one that doesn't appreciate the attempt at cleaning up their room, but now complains that it wasn't done to your standard? Are you the one trying to maintain a hold on the demands of others so that you can avoid inner reflection? What are your habits? Do you have a habit of subconsciously wanting to pick up after others because you feel you can do it better? Do you truly want this person to be organized? If you do, then teach them about their subconscious, their beliefs, their neurobiological pathways. Teach them about their I am that contains the organized person that lies within them. No changing involved. This person could be completely messy in their room. But say, for example, they have a car, their own car, and they will keep it spotless. They will make sure nobody eats in the back seat, nobody drinks a Coke. They keep that car in perfect condition. It is organized. It is clean. So they do have the ability, but it is a choice. But what are the significant successful parts of your or someone else's life? Look at who you were demanding of and see the areas of their life where they are brilliant, where they shine, and where they succeed. Look at what they are great at, no matter how small. All this greatness is waiting to boil over and expand. How do they succeed? What are the actions they take to be brilliant? And the most critical question, who do they think they are? Whomever they believe they are, they are. Why do successful people succeed? Because of a subconscious belief system that was built, and everyone can succeed at being the best of themselves. Do you have a bad habit? Do you want this person to grow into their inherent greatness? Do you want this person to become the influential person you witness in them? This is what people don't teach, and this is what I extol. Your habits are created by emotion. You live by neurobiological mechanics and are rewarded with emotions every minute of every day, good or bad, happy or sad. You never think about what your subconscious is up to, yet it is your life. When you wake up, do you pick up your phone and check your social media before your foot hits the floor? That is a habit. Do you put your right or left leg in your pant? Habit. Do you open your door with your left or right hand? Habit. Do you wake up ready to take on the world or want to stay in bed and avoid it? Habit. Do you want your day to be the same old, same old, or new and challenging? Habit. Do you stop before you succeed? Habit. Do you remember what you did yesterday, or did your subconscious control everything in order to get you through the day to get you to tomorrow? A habit. Make a list of habits. No, scratch that. Pick one habit that you feel is detrimental to you succeeding. Write it down. Now, this is the important part if you truly want to choose your great life. Do not look at this one habit emotionally. Don't beat yourself up. Don't look negatively at yourself. Look at this one habit mechanically, a repetitive process. That is all. Say, for example, that you're trying to curb your eating habits, but you continually grab food you know you should not eat, but eat them anyway. This is not that you don't have the willpower. You have the neurobiological myelinated axons of neurons that have been formed and now are efficient in their execution. Or one can say, they are extremely successful at maintaining your identity, which is emotionally constructed. Your entire life is a habit, 
but you have the power to choose to build a powerful life habit or to break one at any moment in time. What emotional state do you want to live in? You choose. Confident, happy, sad, frustrated. You choose. You must decide what subconscious neurobiological mechanical paths or habits you want to live by. Everything we do is a habit, a ritual, an efficient pathway of executing your identity. What is the identity you have that knows you are great? You have seen this identity pop up. It is there waiting in the wings. You have felt when you are confident and successful. You have felt those emotions. And if you have seen and felt them, then they are waiting to be expanded on. They are there waiting to be your efficient pathway to your inherent success. Again, why do successful people succeed? Well, they don't succeed at everything, but their identity is to succeed and pursue success. So thus their pursuit is to succeed and will continue because their neurobiowiring, wiring, their efficient pathway to pursue success. Everyone is successful in specific parts of their lives and lack in others. Want to start assembling your greatness? First, don't change. Choose your brilliance that is waiting in the wings. One, define your I am. Two, immediately take an action necessary to bring your powerful identity forward. Three, repeat the action, but first define it by defining you. I am. And repeat over and over again, day after day, year after year. And you have to repeat it with powerful emotions, mind before mechanics. There has to be a specific pattern to follow in order to choose to bring forward your personality of greatness. Pick up a copy of my book in audio or paperback and follow the course to get a true understanding of never having to change your life, but to choose your great one. Understand what your ring of life is. Understand what FLS false life script is. Understand what CN3 is, choose in three seconds. Get this process under your belt and take control of choosing your life. Watch for my new program, which is a step-by-step program on how to build your mind. How we build our lives emotionally, live our lives mechanically, and are back to being rewarded with emotions, both good and bad. We choose. Pick up a copy of my audio or paperback book at www.immethod.com and go through the worksheets. And please share this podcast. My goal is to help people understand to never change their lives, but to choose their inherent gifts of greatness. So go out there and take a bite out of life. Thank you.